This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, I'm not good at all the things, and I don't no. like doing all the things. No. So why should no. I do them, you know? I'm Bingo. Like, my husband's really great at the playing, the, you know, getting down on the floor, doing all that stuff. I don't particularly enjoy that. Why am I going to force myself to do those things that I don't enjoy if he's having a good time? I have my own things I do with them that yeah. I enjoy doing that they enjoy doing with me. girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I'm your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is a licensed marriage and family therapist and the founder of happywithbaby.com. She is also the author of Happy With Baby, Essential Relationship Advice When Partners Become Parents. She knows what it's like to be overwhelmed, out of energy, and out of ideas as a new parent. She created Happy With Baby in order for new and expecting parents to discover the advice she wishes she could have had when managing expectations of parenthood and relationships. Where the hell was this book when I was having a kid? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I ran into all kinds of crazy. She currently lives in Sacramento, California, where she enjoys paddleboarding and rowing with her husband and two kids. So please help me by welcoming Catherine O'Brien. Hey, Catherine. Thank you so much, Veronica, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Book is what I wish I had had. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I tell women that all the time. Like, you have no idea what it's it's taken for me to get here. Like, it's like taken 10 years of self-discovery and a whole lot of madness, you know, and one burnt casserole away from losing absolutely everything, (laughs) like losing my shit, so... (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> so it's good to know that there's these books out. And then in addition to that, it's written from, you know, you're, you're a professional. So you're not just like, you didn't just experience this. You also have the professional background to, to help us out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, as a, I was a therapist, I was a licensed therapist when I had my first child, um, over 12 years now, he just turned 12 and I was so ill-prepared. <laughs> it was like, it's like, I'm like kind of embarrassed that I was so naive to like really the impact it would have on me <laughs> yeah. as a person, but then also uh, my relationship with my husband and we were, we were pretty newly married, but we'd been together for five years. So I was like, oh yeah, we got this great relationship. This is easy. We can communicate. We can do that. And I'm like, and then you, you throw in sleep deprivation mm-hmm. and having to learn a million new things about yeah. a person, but just even like, I had never really changed diapers. I wasn't used to like, I didn't never breastfed before. I hadn't done all these things like bottles and all sorts of, so like trying to learn a bunch of new stuff with sleep de- deprivation and it totally, it was not good. <laughs> no, it was really hard. It was really, really hard. For me, when um, I first became a mother, I remember wanting to do everything right. Mm-hmm. I mean, even my pregnancy, I didn't, I only ate like certain amount of fish, chicken. I didn't eat out, even though I was craving McDonald's and Burger King and you name it. I didn't eat out. I was like very, very strict on what I was feeding my baby. My second and third one, totally different story. <laughs> like, totally different story. I'm thankful they're alive. Um, <laughs> right? So yeah, the first one though, it was just like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. All of these changes are happening. You feel fat. You feel like you know, not sexy. And then you become a mom Mm -hmm. and then you want to do everything. Also, I I don't, I, my intent wasn't perfect. It was just keeping this baby alive and making sure she loved, you know, she knew she was loved Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize I was overcompensating. Right. And I didn't realize how much it was impacting my relationship with my husband, nor did I know that he felt like he was in competition with her. Didn't know any of that was happening. So for you, Catherine, can you share with us, like maybe what was your breaking point? What was your failure story? Just so you, we, I can feel a little bit validated here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I validate like absolutely everything you said. I, I mean, and I've heard it uh, so many times. Right? I want to say a million times close enough, yeah, right? Yeah. From, um, from new parents everywhere. And so what, I remember my breaking point was I had, I had gone back to work as a therapist and I had rearranged my schedule. The good thing about private practice was I arranged it around my husband's schedule. So it was like this hodgepodge of a, of, of a thing. And so I was working on a Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. Cause I planned it around when I had to feed the baby. <laughs> right? yeah. like this constant, like, you know, figuring out like, okay, when can I go in and da, 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 da. So when we gotten into like uh, some kind of, I don't, I wouldn't say a fight because we're not like fighting type people, but oh, some we sort of disagreement <laughs> or somehow you'd hurt my feelings. And I remember I'm going to work to work with couples, and I'm like crying on my way to the office, like, oh my gosh, like what is what has happened to this relationship that I have with with my husband, and he's hurt my feelings. And I to this day I can't even tell you what it was about. And I called a, a girlfriend; she's also a therapist, and she her kids are older, like about five years older than mine. Like just that 
just ahead, mm-hmm. just far enough ahead of me to, have, yeah. to be able to like call my fears. And she answered, which she rarely ever answers. And I was just so grateful that she did that day. And I was just like crying. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with us. I don't know what's in. She's like, when was the last time you were on a date? And you know, this, we're like five months in and I'm like, we haven't been on a date. We did go on a date for our anniversary, which was like three weeks after his birth, we were gone for literally 45 minutes. <laughs> but other than that, we had not been anywhere, just the two of us. But um, he, um, so, you know, I was like, listen to her. She calmed me down. I went home. I was like, Hey, like maybe we need to do something. And, and my mom was able to watch our son for a little bit. And we just went out and I think we went for a walk and had dessert at this little place near our house. And I, it was just like, Oh my gosh, like this is, yeah so wonderful. Like, yeah, like just to be able to talk to you. And, and sometimes people will say like, don't spend the time talking about your kids, talk about other things, but how do you not <laughs> talk about your children? So of course we talked about our son and all those things, but then, you know, we we're able to talk about other things. And it was just like such a good, like, okay, this is why I'm with you. This is like, I do, I do like you. You're not, yeah. me, you're not against me. You know, we're on the same team and just kind of that. And so then like, how do we continue to make this a habit how do we make sure that we're spending time to connect with each other and you know because we had had other issues too like in the middle of the night being tired and the baby crying yeah, and who done. Up the baby. you know there yeah granted this was like not the only thing that happened there had been multiple of things this was just like the final like breaking point at that yeah. at that moment so so this is quite common. We're all experiencing this. It's just something we don't usually talk about. And most of us don't talk about because we don't want, it's either we don't want to admit that we're struggling because what, how, how would people perceive us? Or that the minute I say this out loud, I make it real. Mm-hmm. I make it real. And I don't want to make it real because I've been trying to cover it up for so long. You know what I mean? So, so for you, what would you say, what would you say is, is the killer for relationships? Oh, <laughs> I, I think the killer is the buildup of resentment yes. about what is happening. You know, like you mentioned your husband feeling like he was in competition with the baby. That's like mm-hmm. not uncommon. I hear mm-hmm. that frequently right yeah you know and it's like um so I think and we get we get resentful because it's like well this I was here first (laughs) or you know like oh I feel like I'm doing all the household I'm doing all the chores I'm I'm taking the brunt of it I've got the uh um the mental load I'm carrying the mental load like we both like it comes on both sides and then we're not having this conversation about this resentment that is building up because we're not spending any time talking about anything except for what has to happen in this moment for the baby. Bingo. So the other thing that I hear from women and they often tell me this is, well, I just don't want to make him upset. And, you know, I'll encourage them to share the load, but then they'll go into, I just don't want to make him upset. And it's easier for me to just take the baby because the baby, I already know the routine and I know how to do it well. He struggles with the baby, you know, and then I don't want the, you know, I don't want our kids to see him yell. I don't want our kids to see him set off. So it's just, it's just easier if I do it. It's just easier if I do it all. Yeah. And then we get upset about that because we're doing it all. And I say, we each have our learning curve, right? And if we're spending more time with the baby 
on the front end, because especially like if we're breastfeeding or, you know, doing most of that, that caretaking, then we're going to be spending more time. You need to let them spend time. They will figure it out. They will have a new, they'll have their own rhythm. They'll Mm -hmm. do something else, you know, so let them figure out their way without us like Interfering. over their shoulder. Yes. Yeah. Critiquing how they're doing it because the baby will cry because the baby cried with you in the beginning too, you know, so let them figure it out and have their way. And then they'll feel so much better. They'll feel competent. They'll actually want to do it because they won't feel like you're telling them how to do it all the time. And you'll both be much happier. Absolutely. I appreciate that you said all of those things that your husband will figure out his rhythm. Mm -hmm. That is so important for your husband to figure out his rhythm. I can't tell you how many clients, how many male clients I see and their, their primary complaint is I feel like I have to be invited to play with my kids. I feel like I have to be invited to be there with my wife because anytime I'm around, she complains about how I discipline them, how I talk to them. Or I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, the bottle's not warm enough. It's cold. Are you really going to, you know, you didn't bring snacks or she's always pointing out my, my flaws or all the things I'm not doing, but then she's not allowing me in. So how the hell am I supposed to know even what to do? Yeah. (laughs) I, I agree. I agree. That resentment is so killer. How do you define resentment? Because another thing I'm told by women is I don't think it's resentment. I don't think it's resentment. I, you know, and then once we start doing work together, it's like, holy shit, hell yes, it's resentment. I've, I didn't even know that that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. How do I define resentment? That's a good question. Um, I, 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 I kind of see it as resentment is that, that like list of things that you're keeping score about, mm-hmm. like I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And I, I kind of see it as it, it piles up and it becomes this wall. That yep. keeps you from connecting or even seeing your partner for what they're giving or doing or whatever. So it's just like this, these things that happen or don't happen for that matter. And it's yep. just like a pileup of them that you hold on to and that maybe you throw it back at them when they haven't done something or they haven't done it right. And you mentioned like, you know, they don't have the, the snacks or whatever. I, I'll never forget I would go, I would take the kids to the park and I would have the stroller and I would have the diaper bag. Maybe I would forget a diaper or two, but I would have (laughs) snacks. I would have toys to play with all this stuff. My husband would take the kids to the park. He would literally take wipes and one diaper and stick it in his pocket and off they'd go. (laughs) They had a great time. They were fine. They did it their way. (laughs) I did it my way, probably the much harder way, but I'm just like, oh no, I'm prepared for everything. And he's just like, Hey, and then I'd be like, don't you need snacks? I mean, he's like, Oh, if we do, we'll just come back. We'll just, you know, we'll manage. Well, it'll be fine. And that's how he is. That's how he operates with them. And I operate totally different and it both, it works both for both of us. Bingo. So why is it? Because when you're saying that, I hear a good amount of my listeners saying, no, you don't understand. If my son does not have his fishies, he's going to break out in a tantrum. My husband's going to get pissed off. They're going to come back from the park. He says he's going to go back. He's not going to go back. He's going to be so frustrated. He's going to give them to me. Mm-hmm. He'll know for the next time to bring the fishies. <laughs> Bingo! Yes! I'm so glad you... He will know next time. Even if... Let him he's be mad. Learn. It's his 
Yes. Learning curve. He's got to, if he's got to learn the hard way, then he's going to learn the hard way. Yes. I say, I say this often in Spanish. I say it in Spanish. Déjalo. Let him. Déjalo. Let him. Let him figure it out. You know. um, How did you learn that your kid needed the fishies? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Through trial and error. Yeah. And I, I, I encourage women, just like you're encouraging women, to take a step back because guess what? You're going to end up looking like the crazy mom and dad's going to look like Disneyland dad. And you're going to be so tired. Don't do, you know, don't be so tired. You know, yes. you don't have to do it all. We, yep. we can't do it all. We oh, cannot no. sustainably do it all. What do you think it is that keeps us from stepping back? And I'm going to call you out, ladies. I know you're listening. You're going to like hate me in five seconds. But what do you think it is? Why do you think we're so afraid of letting go of control? Because that's what you're doing. You're controlling your husband and you're being his mom. Why do you think Why do you think it's so difficult for us to let go of that? We, we know it's going to increase. It, we know it's going to enhance our marriage. We know it's going to increase connection. We know where it's probably going to increase intimacy. And yet we still want it. Yeah. I, I also think there's a lot of pressure out there, societal pressure that we have to be doing all these things. Yeah. Like research shows we're spending more time with our children now as working mothers, full-time working mothers than mothers used to like 30, 40 years ago. We're doing everything. And I feel like there's continued pressure to do it. And, and there our partners are stepping up. It it's also shows that dads are more involved with their children now than ever, than yeah. they ever have been. So let them do it. We can't, we can't do both. We can't do both. No, no. And we've got to change. I feel like we really have to change that narrative that, that that should be the expectations. I don't want that for my children. I want them to be able to, I don't want them to feel this guilt if they haven't done all the things. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I'm not good at all the things and I don't no. like doing all the things. No. So why no. should I do them? You know, I'm Bingo. Like, my husband's really great at the playing the you know, getting down on the floor, doing all that stuff. I don't particularly enjoy that. Why am I going to force myself to do those things that I don't enjoy? If he's having a good time, I have my own things I do with them that yeah. I enjoy doing that they enjoy doing with me. Yep. Yep. So what do you think that says about women? Well, let me rephrase that. Okay. When we're attempting to, when, when we recognize it is control, that that's essentially what we're attempting to do, right? Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? What do you, what, in your opinion, do you think we're attempting to avoid? So if I put all of my attention on my husband, I put all of my attention on my kids, what am I essentially avoiding? I mean, you're avoiding caring for yourself. Bingo. Why? Why, why do we go there? Um, I think sometimes we don't feel worthy to take care of ourselves. I think, um, I think there's guilt, like, well, there's all these other things I have to do. That's a lot. That's the easiest thing for me to take off the plate because, you know, I, nobody's going to say anything to me about it except for I'm going to be exhausted and maybe sick at the end of the day, but you know, (laughs) nobody's going to say anything to me like, Oh, you didn't do this, you know? Um, so like the expectations that you're of somebody else aren't on you for that. But I think a lot of it is a lot of times and in, in 
women that I speak with, like, I don't think they feel like they deserve it part of the time. Yeah. It's like, unless I meet all of these expectations, unless I follow all of these rules and unless I'm perceived in this manner, I'm not deserving of it. Right. So I have to continue doing what I'm doing and it'll get better when it'll get better when we're just going through a phase. It's not a big deal, right. you know? And yes, I kind of feel like my husband's my roommate, but it's not a big deal. Cause we're like, great. We're great business partners. Right. So in your book, and uh, this is a question I definitely wanted to ask you the three questions to ask yourself and your partner daily to ensure you're on the same team and bonding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So My very first question is, what are you doing to make sure that you're taking care of yourself? Bingo. And it's my very first question because it's usually the last one we address. And I know that if we don't address it, personally and professionally, I know this, Mm -hmm. that we can't do the other things long term. No. No. And, and we fall short and we, like I mentioned, like we, you know, we're too tired. We end up getting sick if we're not taking care of ourselves, like all those things. So we've got to really, I feel like oftentimes uh, women will feel like they're being selfish, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. I did this for myself or I feel guilty. Well, I've worked all day, so I need to rush home. But if you can spend and I'm not even saying it's like a couple hours things. Like if you're spending like 15 minutes one day, maybe 30 minutes another, maybe you get an extra time, you know, on the weekend doing something for yourself that feels good. That's like filling your cup that helps you put the oxygen mask on whatever term you want to use, then do that because a healthy mom is a good mom. That's what your children need. Yeah. You know, if we're taking care of ourselves and that helps us be present it's not the the quantity of time we spend with our children. It's the quality of time we're able to offer them. Yes. Yes. Your ki- you read a book to them. You're, you read a, a book to your kid maybe once a week. Guess what? When they're older, they're going to say, my mom read to me every single night. Every single night. they Because they they're not looking for all of the fine details. They're just looking for that connection. So you don't have to be on them every single night. What is the what are the other two questions you ask? This and the second question is what are you doing to support and connect with your partner? Yes. What, and and those are little things too. Those are like, hey, we're doing daily check-ins where you know, after work or when we meet up together, we check in like how is your day? How is, you know, you know, what's something good that happened or what's something you're struggling with? What, you know, anything like that or this thing happened with the kids or whatever you want it to be. And then also making that time, like, where do you fit that date night in? And the date night can be an afternoon lunch or, you know, something where you're spending a little bit more time, not on your phone, you know, not interrupted by like other things. And maybe the kids are with you, but you're making that time to connect and talk and like spend time, quality time together. Absolutely. And the third question, and this goes back to what we talked about is letting dad have his learning curve is what are you doing to nurture, bond and connect with your child? And I know, and that's my third question, because it's usually the one that we're doing. And some of us moms, typically, I, I would say the 99% of the moms <laughs> I speak to anyways, are the ones that we're doing that and we're doing it magnificently, but I put it on there because letting that is also for your partner to answer and letting them have their time to nurture bond and connect with their child too. 
And I think these questions are important from now until whenever they go yes. out, imagine move out of the house. Um, and maybe even after that, because as my children are older now, they're 12 and eight. And I tell them to clean their room and I want them to get their homework done. And did they eat their vegetables? And did, am I spending like quality <laughs> nurturing yeah. time with them where I'm not like putting demands on them or making sure they're meeting these certain, you know, expectations yeah. of mine or goals or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Actually like enjoying reading a book with them or we're outside playing soccer or, you know, we're doing something like that. Yeah. And it's not all, you know, and, and, and that's the same with your relationship. Like you're, you need those fun bonding moments. Yes. And I agree. They're completely different, completely different. The relationship, you know, just kind of piggyback what you said, my relationship with my daughters is so different than my husband's relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And the minute I was able to let go, let go of all those expectations that I placed on myself. And if I'm being a hundred percent honest, also letting go of the expectations I placed on him, Mm -hmm. you know, it required me accepting him for who he was and who he's not. Yeah. And the minute, right. And the minute I was able to do that, holy crap, the relationship that he has with the girls, I, there's no way I could have created, and I say created because I attempted to create, <laughs> mold him into what I wanted him to be. Yes. But there's no way yes. I could have created that. I, I didn't even know that that existed. Right. And if I continued on that path, on the path that most mo- most of us moms in the beginning, you know, tend to walk down, I would have never, I would have never discovered it. And it would have impacted our relationship significantly. And I don't think we'd be, you know, where we're at today if I didn't pull back. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's so, how did you notice that? Like, how did you know, like, Hey, I need to, I need to pull back or what, was there something that happened that like stood so, out to you? So there's a girl, there's a couple of things. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of things. Um, so one of them, one of them that hit really, really hard was the fact that Willie and I were one month away from divorce mm. after we had Aaliyah, our, our oldest. And so that helped me understand how vulnerable mm-hmm. a relationship really is. Right. And what I learned in that with in that season of our life was I really have to know who the hell I am outside of being a wife and a mom. I I really have to own that. I have to figure that out. And that took me a long time. Mm-hmm. And the the second thing was when I think it was it, it was either Willie or somebody else had said it. Be the man, be the man to your wife that you want your daughters to marry. Mm. Be that example. Mm. And Willie, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I will drop kick him in a heartbeat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> However, he he really is. He he he's very flirtatious. He is, you know, he does all of the things. Extremely respectful. Extremely loving. And again, I'm not saying he's perfect. Like I mentioned earlier, I will drop kick him in heartbeat. However, it's, it's allowing myself mm-hmm. to be loved mm. by him, which yeah. I agree with you. You know, a lot of us moms don't believe that we're worthy of it unless we meet all of these expectations and we look a certain way. And it was letting go of all of that and realizing, no, hell no, I, I deserve this love. Yeah, And so... When my husband compliments me, you bet your ass I, t- I, I embrace it, you know, intimately, you know, lights on, lights off, position, whatever, like 
but hey game on because i'm yeah. getting you know <laughs> yes. what i mean i'm, I'm definitely yeah. enjoying this you know and it, it it was that transition of accepting my husband and allowing him to be him and allowing me to be loved yeah yeah oh i love that i lo- I, I think that it's so important that we that we take in what they're giving to us Cause yeah. I think so often we're being so critical on ourselves. Like body image is a huge issue yes. after a baby, right? Oh, gosh, because yes. our bodies are not the same. Um, and it, it takes a long time to like get comfortable back in our bodies. And so it's like, we feel like if we're not feeling good, then they must not, they probably don't want us and we'll like keep pushing them away and rejecting them. And it's like, no, let them, let them love you. Let them, you know, go slow, let them know what feels comfortable. Let them know what's not, you know, and talk about, like, talk about it. Say like, I don't feel right. And let them reassure you because oftentimes they want to, they want to let you know, you know, and be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The thing is, it's a big change for them too. Yeah. You know, I think we're, I don't want to say we're so self-absorbed, but kind of, you know, we're thinking that everything's happening to us and it's only us. And in reality, it's also happening to them. Right. You know, and if we're, if we allow ourselves to kind of take those blinders off and, and look at the big picture, how is it impacting him? You know, and I love your date nights. You know, you mentioned, you know, having, having quite, you're going to have conversations about your kids, but also stepping outside of that and asking questions, you know, about them. You know, one of the questions I remember, I, Willie and I went on, we went away for Valentine's Day. And one of the questions he, uh, we had, we had asked each other is, what would you say is one thing that's holding me back from success? Mm. That was a really hard question to answer because it's like, uh, I have to, I have to, I have to point out maybe something that you're really insecure about, you know, and that now it's exposed because I see it. Mm-hmm. Learned so much about my husband and he, also answered the question and that was a big pill to swallow because it's like, Oh <laughs> shit. You, 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 see that you, okay. All right. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I think, you know, it's us constantly evolving and growing and getting to know each other. Right. And it, I mean, and that's like the beauty of the relationship, right? Yes. They constantly grow and, and they see us, but they love us. They want the best for us. Right. Like usually like they're, they're telling us that is because they see, they can see what we also don't see in ourselves. Yes. Can you repeat that please for the people in the cheap seats? <laughs> yes. They, they can see what we don't see in ourselves. And I think, especially as, as moms, like we need to be reminded, like, I, I mean, I can get so critical about what I'm not doing and it is so helpful when my husband will be like, he'll point out like, well, but look at all the things you are doing or, and yeah. I don't really know that you see yourself exactly the way correctly. You're looking in a different, you're looking in that fun house mirror and it's not very, <laughs> it's not right. You know, like, you know, and then it's like, and then what do your kids say? Like, you know, they'll come back and they'll, do I upset, you know? My son this morning, I was trying to help him with some math thing and that did not go well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sixth grade math. Is nope. Not my, a chance in hell. Beyond not a chance my in pay hell. grade. But, and I'm like, I don't know how I went through high school math because I can't even figure out his sixth grade math now. But nope. um, he, you know, so we had a little thing, but, you know, at the end, you know, it's good. And, and they do like out of the blue, the random 
the random times that they'll let you know that they love you or thank you for something or Mm -hmm. something like that. And I think it's like, we've got to listen. We've got to hear those moments. Yes. We have a lot of things that we think about ourselves, but we got to listen to what our kids are saying to us and our partners are saying to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So final two questions. And these are questions I ask everyone. Okay. What are you doing right now? You personally to live the life you want to live. <sighs> what am I doing right now? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Oh gosh, that's a really good question. <laughs> Caught me off guard. Uh, what am I doing? I I have, especially over this last year with the pandemic and everything, I've like I have this like pressure of like all these things I have to do. Like I am, if I don't have a goal, then somehow. You know, it's not happening. And like really trying to learn to when I do something is celebrate that in myself and like celebrating this time, you know, my son, he's going to be promoting. So he's going on a junior high next year. Like that's a big deal. Like we've made it a long way. And like, I want to enjoy that and not just be like quick to the next thing, you know, which is kind of my MO is I'm always like quick to the next thing. Like, Oh, you did this. And as this is finishing, I'm already starting the next thing. And it's like, no, I like really learning how to like slow down and enjoy these moments and be in these moments with my kids, which has been, you know, a 12 year long <laughs> Girl, I hear you. practice. And I was like, sometimes I'm really good at it. And sometimes I need like the reminders from my husband that like, Hey, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm enjoying this. Like I'm really like slowing down and being in it. And I think this last year has helped with that because life had slowed down. Yeah. And I've kind of been a little bit nervous as things are like opening up and activities are starting. I'm like, Oh, like I'm excited for things to get back to some normalcy but I'm also like, oh, I kind of, I did enjoy things, having less things on our plate because there was yeah. more time for that. Um, and how do I, and trying to figure out how to like balance that a little bit better. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So being more present, it sounds yes. like. Yes. I love that. All right. So second question, what advice in one sentence, what advice would you give to the mom who feels stressed and disconnected? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, one sentence. <laughs> Let's see if I can put this with a the therapist in me. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> I feel like I don't know how to do it. <laughs> do it with more than one sentence. All right. So a mom that is stressed and feeling disconnected. Yeah. I would say you, what I know. Okay. This isn't my one sentence, but what I know is the moms that are worried about all the things are the moms that are doing so much and care so much and love so much. And I just want to say like, you are doing amazing, like slow down and, and see, and look at, and see what you're doing. Look at your child, be present with them, be present with your partner. And you don't have to do all the things like you are enough and you, Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's so important. It's so important. If us moms could embrace that, that advice, holy moly, how far we'd go. I think we get so stuck in what's familiar and what we watched our mom do and our grandmas do and this, this, this dysfunctional pattern that has passed, been passed down to us. Yeah. But if we can really step outside of our comfort zone and do something different. Yeah. I feel like 
I mean, one of the things is like, you see like, oh, like you've got to get your kid in this class and you've got to do this. And if they're not in the, you know, you know, they got to start taking music class to their, for their brain or whatever. It's like, you can put music on. I've been telling parents, I'm like, those classes are for you to meet people. Amen. <laughs> those classes, are those good for your kids? Sure. Sure. But I think it's more important that they're for you to meet and connect with other people because you can recreate some of that stuff. You read to your child, you sing to your child, mm-hmm. you play music, you talk to them. Those things are enough. Incorporating them into your life and doing things with them is plenty. Yep. That stuff is like bonus. Great. If you do it, go meet some people, meet some friends. For connection. I think those are good for connection. I don't think they're for your child to, you know, get into <laughs> whatever school you want them to get into. You know, you can create some of that stuff your own if that's important to you. Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. Because if you're going in for that, then there, that's a whole different, that's a whole nother therapy session. We'll talk later about that one. We'll talk later about that. <laughs> Catherine, thank you so much for being on. This has been so much fun. Yes, I've enjoyed this so much. Thank you for having me, Veronica. Absolutely. So where can we get your book and how can we find you? Um, You can get my book anywhere. Books are sold on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, any other like bookstores online. Um, And then it's Happy With Baby, Essential Relationship Advice when partners when yeah, partners become parents. <laughs> well, they got to think there for a second, too many keys. Um, and then I'm on, I'm, I'm, my website's happy with baby and I'm on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those at happy with baby. So okay. Well, and easy. <laughs> Make sure you guys follow her. Make sure you guys follow her. Thank you again, Catherine. Thank you so much. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Empowered and Unapologetic is part of the Practice of the Practice Podcast Network, a family of podcasts that change the world. To hear other podcasts like the Bomb Mom Podcast, Beta Male Revolution or Imperfect Thriving, go to practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. This is given with the understanding that neither the host, practice of the practice, or the guests are providing legal, mental health, or other professional information. If you need a professional, you should find one. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. 
We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addictive Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addictive Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictivemind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect, deep down, that glass, or three, of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday Podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. 
We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.